I'm talking today with Laura Klein. Laura has spent 15 years as an engineer, designer, and product manager at both startups and large companies in Silicon Valley. She's the author of UX for Lean Startups from O'Reilly, and her popular design blog, Users Know, helps teams learn more about their users and apply that knowledge to build better products. She's also a speaker and trainer in places like the Lean Startup Conference, South by Southwest, and the Growth Hacker Conference. You can check out her online training workshop coming later from O'Reilly. Laura, thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Excellent. Well, really looking forward to talking about design with you today. Um, so I'm going to dive right into my first question. Uh, in terms of design, how do you define it? How would you define design? Uh, I don't think we're ever going to do better with a definition than design is how it works, not how it looks. Um, although, if, if I may try to do slightly better, I, I actually think it's both. I think it's I think that the process of design is figuring out how people interact with products. And some of that is visual, some of that is interactivity, some of it is, you know, the, the actual just experience of using the product. So it's, um, I, I think over time, design has really grown to mean kind of the entire customer experience. So for designers to be effective in their role at figuring out how stuff works, what do you think are the most important skill sets that designers need today if they're going to take that sort of holistic approach for the entire customer experience? Yeah, that's actually a great question. It's funny. Um, I've been seeing a lot of job descriptions lately that are that are product designer um, as opposed to user experience designer as opposed to before that was interaction designer. And I don't know how many other iterations we've gone through. Um, it sounds like, it feels like um, people really are looking for designers who take a more holistic view of the product. But I'm going to say that that, the answer to that question depends an awful lot on where you're designing. Uh, a, a designer at a large company who's working in a very big design group with lots of other kinds of specialists might need a very much more specialized skill set than somebody who is the single designer at a brand new startup or who is working on you know a, a, a brand new product that nobody's ever heard of. Um, I think some of the really core things that you can't get away from, you need to have empathy with the user. Um, and I think that that is best gathered by doing user research. So I think that understanding the basics of user research, understanding the basics of the business, I think that's a new thing that designers really need to have. Uh, back in the day, you know, the product manager worried about that. We didn't have to think too much about that. But I think nowadays, we really have to understand what are the business goals and also, what are the user goals and how can those two things work together to make a great experience for the customer that also you know, helps the business? Uh, and I think that just understanding um, the people that we're working with, and I think nowadays we're really working on cross-functional teams more and more, which I think is wonderful, which might mean that we're working with a marketing person and an engineer or several engineers and a product manager. We're no longer just working off in our little silos with you know, all the other designers when we, all we have to do is talk design. Um, we're working with a really diverse group of people, and I think that's fantastic. I think it's better for products, but it does mean we have to know how to communicate with more types of people. And uh, so learning how to do that can be incredibly important. Excellent. So you, you talked about a couple of skills um, that, that 
you know, that sound like they're newer uh, based on how design has changed over the past few years. Um, you know, the idea of being more in tune with the business and the idea of working outside of your silo. Um, can you talk a little bit more about how the industry has changed and if there are, you know, and other ways that the designer's role has changed based on how, um, you know, it, things have changed within the industry? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the one thing, and, and when I say it's changed, I've actually worked in, in the industry uh, for about 20 years now. And uh, when I say changed, I, I mean changed over a, a decent period of time. Um, we're no longer shipping things once a year, right? We're no longer shipping boxes of software, largely. We're shipping entire experiences. We're, we're shipping across multiple platforms. Um, we're shipping uh, every day, sometimes multiple times a day, if you're lucky. Um, and we're, we're really, we're shipping to more people, you know, back in the nineties, there just weren't that many people and they were all kind of nerds. I mean, I, and I say that proudly, um, you know, at least that's not, not every single one of us, but we were definitely the, you know, we were the early adopters. We were the, the people who were on the web before everybody else, or, you know, the people who, who had smartphones before there were smartphones. And, um, that's, those were the kinds of people that I think we were designing for. Nowadays, we're designing for, in a lot of cases, everyone. So um, just that faster pace, the reaching, you know, the, the having to determine who our audience is now that it could be anybody, um, but maybe it shouldn't be for a particular product, uh, being able to, to make those kinds of decisions is really, that's new for designers. It's no longer, well, you know, we have a year to do all this research and you know, build the entire product and, you know, think about it really in depth and, and design every little tiny thing. And then once we ship it, it's, it's gone and we never have to think about it again. Now it's very much more, okay, what's the smallest possible thing that we can get to people that we think will solve a serious problem for them that will make them love us? And then how do we get feedback on that quickly so that we can um, improve the product so that we know what improving the product is, right? Um, I think that that's, that's a big part of it is understanding what better means for our particular users and how do we use metrics? How do we use quantitative metrics and qualitative metrics together? Now that we have quantitative metrics, we didn't have quantitative. We barely knew what happened once we shipped a product to humans. Um, <laughs> if we were really lucky, we got to go out and watch a few of them use it. But other than that, I mean, we didn't know that, you know, 90% of people never saw a particular feature or that, you know, 50% of people would, would, uh, you know, fail at a particular, at using a particular thing. We never knew that stuff. Now we do. And that's fabulous because it means that we can address it quickly and improve it iteratively and improve it continuously. And I think that that's, that's a great way to design, but it does mean that we have to learn a few new, a few new tricks. Right. So in terms of the new tricks, you know, you talked about how you've, you know, that gone from shipping something, you know, once a year or a box of software to this sort of continuous, continuous release, continuous iteration and, and, you know, continuous feedback from, from the user base. Um, what about going forward? How do you see, how do you see things evolving in the, in the near term or the long term or both? And, um, and, and what do you think designers should prepare for, uh, in, in terms of sort of future proofing their skill, skill sets? Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I'm seeing that's actually really interesting is I'm seeing uh, in, the, in the, the most advanced companies and, and a lot of startups, I'm seeing uh, product and design become more and more closely tied. And so I think understanding what 
product managers do, not necessarily at the, you know, writing engineering stories for, you know, the, the team, but understanding how to pick features, understanding how to get closer in contact with users, those things will serve any designers extremely well. Um, understanding code, uh, we designers, I love having this argument with designers. Um, we, there's anytime anybody takes a position on whether or not designers should code, somebody else will immediately take the opposite position. I feel like it's wonderful if you understand the medium in which you are working and you can talk to the people with whom you are working. And that includes talking to engineers about engineering things in language that they understand and, you know, being able to develop empathy with them. And to a certain extent, knowing about code and if you can, if you have the time, knowing how to, how to code can really help um, make you more appealing to, to future to future employers. Of course, every employer is looking for a unicorn, right? Every every employer, every job description is like, we would like you to be able to make pixel-perfect mock-ups in, in Photoshop, and also we would like you to be able to ship production-ready code. And whenever I see job descriptions like that, I always laugh and say, well, good luck with that. Um, I, I hope you find one of the five people who are capable of that. Um, everybody's going to be better at some parts of the job. But the more that you understand about the entire job and about everything that everybody on the team is doing, I think the more appealing you will be to future employers. And so speaking of the future employers, and you know, we've talked a lot about designer skills, what about training new designers? Obviously, they're not going to know everything out of the gate. Um, and there, there's, a, there's a lot to know now in, in the way that uh, designers work within teams and within organizations. Um, so what do you, what do you think are, are the what do you think is the best way to uh, to train new designers to bring into organizations, be there, you know, big, small, or somewhere in between? Mm -hmm. I think we need to get away from training screen first. And I think we need to get away from designing screen first. I think we need to get designers. Uh, I think a lot of times uh, in design programs, and I've taught at some, and I've, uh, you know, spoken at some, and spoken to a lot of design students. And I think a lot of times, um, they're very visual design heavy, and so the designers will spend a tremendous amount of time making things beautiful. Um, they'll spend a lot of time thinking about the screen and what the user sees. And I feel like I want design. I want design training to start at a much higher level, understanding the user needs, understanding the business needs, starting there. Um, once we've trained people to do that sort of thing, then we can get into you know the specifics of wireframing and prototyping and visual design and interactions and all of those wonderful things. Um, I'm I'm tremendously biased toward the way I learned to design, which was um, I, I had already been an engineer and a researcher for several years, and I joined a very small boutique agency of wonderful senior designers and. Uh, they, I sort of apprenticed, <laughs> and that was fantastic. I just, I got to watch senior designers make decisions, and they talked through why they made those decisions, and then I got to make some decisions, and then they told me why I was wrong, <laughs> and, uh, and I fixed it. And um, so, and I think that if you're a, especially if you're a new designer, and you're or you're looking to get into design, finding an organization where there are some senior people who can help guide you and mentor you and and help you develop your skills 
is tremendous. Um, I don't think we should be expecting people who are right out of design school or, or right out of you know a twelve week program or something to to know all of this stuff. That's that's crazy. No nobody could know that. <laughs> You're going to learn things over your career. That's how things work. Um, but you know, be open to learning new things. Uh, I like actually working at on lots of different projects. I think anytime you know you can go to work someplace where you get to work, see lots of different kinds of projects you get to see mobile things you get to see you know voice interaction you get to see uh you know web you get to see shipped software anything you know SaaS versus consumer um you'll see a lot of that over your career and you'll you'll build it up i think that seeing I think the more that you see sort of the more uh, nimble you become as a designer excellent so we've talked about skills that designers should develop sort of core skills future proofing their skills we've talked about you know ways that new designers uh can can help develop those skills mentorship is a great idea it's a great um practice so now that now that we've developed these designers and they've presumably hired and working within organizations uh how you know how should designers measure success you know how should they establish uh whether or not their designs are successful yeah um, to a large extent, we measure success, or we should be measuring success in design the same way that everybody, I think, should be measuring success in product, which is, you know, does it do for the business what we wanted it to do, and does it do for the users what we wanted it to do? Does it solve a problem for both the business and the user? And we can measure that with, you know, metrics. We can actually, and I think I, I think too often um, in large companies, especially uh, products are are measured on things like did we ship something, right? Did we get a version two point Did you know was there a new a new version of the product? Was you know did we completely rewrite something? I think that's just absolute. I think it's a travesty. I think that we need to be measuring based on did it solve problems for the business. And the user, and that just comes down to like, okay, well, you know, what kind of long-term revenue is this creating for my company, right? Um, what's the retention look like? Are my users happy? Are they sticking around? Are they continuing to buy from me? Um, are they continuing to buy from me because they want to and because they're really happy with my product, or is it because they're somehow locked in, or you know, make you know, am I making them unhappy in some way? Uh, I think that's the way we should be measuring success in companies, right? In product. In, I was going to say in life, but that might be a little too uh, overreaching. Um, but I, yeah, I don't think that we, we measure design success any other way. I mean, the, the one thing I will say that we do have with design is your design should ship. And that's something that I really want to drill into young designers, which is that I don't care how pretty it is. I don't care if your boss liked it. I don't care if you know, all the other designers tell you how neat it is or how cool it is or whatever. If it didn't ship, it's like you're, then you didn't make an end product. You made a deliverable, but you didn't make an end product. And I understand sometimes uh, we don't have a hundred percent control over whether our, our products actually ship and that that's unfortunate, but um, we should be thinking about not just what would be the perfect experience, but what's the best experience that we can actually get into users' hands? Um, because that matters, right? It, it could be the most wonderful design in the world, and if we can't build it or if we can't ship it for whatever reason, then it, it didn't do any good. It was a waste of time. Gotcha. 
So if the designers know how to be successful, how about the business? You know, you, you talked about long-term revenue and, and you know, satisfying users and, and that kind of thing. What can the business do uh, to, to effectively leverage design to meet those goals, to, you know, to benefit their, their overarching strategies? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that because uh, I'm teaching a, a, an in-depth class on that. Um, no, but I, I think that one of the, there are a few things that, that we can do as a business to leverage design better to really make something that solves a, a business problem. Um, we can start to think about growth and metrics and the funnel and how we move people through the customer life cycle much, much earlier in the process. And this is one of the things that I'm going to be discussing in my class, um, where I'm going to be giving people specific tactics for doing this. I think it's incredibly important that designers understand not just how to make a wonderful product, but how to make a wonderful product that grows and that converts people and that earns revenue. I mean, I know that's... It sounds almost heretical to talk about earning revenue nowadays, but you know, eventually somebody's got to pay the bills. Um, but to understand where users come from, how we acquire them, how we can bring them into the product, how we can find exactly the ideal customer for the product and build for them and bring them in and convert them and engage them and keep them coming back and um, keep them retained and all of these really key metrics. There are all these key metrics that we have to pay attention to. And if we think about them earlier in the design process, then we can design for those things rather than trying to, you know, bolt growth or retention or anything else on at the end, you know, or make that marketing's problem or try to do all of the, you know, try to growth hack it. Like my, my favorite growth hacker quote is actually that it's a lot easier to growth hack a good product. Um, and so figuring out what the right product is and how it's going to grow and how we expect customers to move through and be monetized is incredibly important to think about early and holistically and with the entire team and not to leave to the very end. Fantastic. Well, it's, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. It's a, some, some great insights into um, the skill sets uh, of designers and the way that they can leverage them to ensure the success of their designs and the success of their organizations. Um, again, I have the pleasure of speaking with Laura Klein today, author of UX for Lean Startups. You can find her at Laura Klein on Twitter. And please check out her upcoming training in partnership with O'Reilly. Uh, Laura, thanks very much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me.